Hello and welcome to Checkside Chats, Sandful's fortnightly news podcast. I'm Zach Milbank, Sandful media producer, and on today's edition, we chat to two players set to have a major impact in week one of the Host Plus Sandful League final series. Glenelg Premiership veteran Andrew Bradley tells us of his excitement to play his 200th Host Plus Sandful League game in the elimination final, while Nord big man Harry Boyd chats about his journey from Shepparton to the parade. Rattles, how are you going? Uh, good, thanks, Zach. Yeah, no, excited to be here, so thanks for having me. It is an exciting time for you, isn't it? It's been a, a long time coming, game number 200. It has, yeah. The uh, I guess the journey started back in 2010, and uh, and yeah, it's been 13 enjoyable years, some ups and downs, um, highs and lows, but uh, yeah, I've loved sort of every part of it. Sort of pinching yourself that you finally got there in many respects? or Yeah, I guess looking back, uh, probably what, five, six years ago when you go through a few injuries and times are tough, um, 200, yeah, felt like a, a bit of a distant dream. So it's, uh, lucky enough, the last 50s come around pretty quick and, and I've touched wood, been, uh, had a good run with injury and, and got through. So uh, yeah, definitely yeah, grateful to get to get there and, and super pumped. I was talking to Maxie Proud today. It's funny how you've both been quite similar, both been had shocking runs with injury in that sort of front half of your career, but your last, both of your last 50 games, you've barely missed. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> funny how that works out. You just go through mm. ebbs and flows, don't you? Um, yeah, so Max was the same, sort of 100 to 150 and uh, I think we've both sort of timed that, that well with uh, our periods of success as well from probably 20, 2019 to now. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm not sure what the secret is, Zach, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, uh, don't second guess it, just roll with it. And it's in an elimination final against uh, the Double Blues, a big rival of the footy club, and should be a massive crowd there, so it's a wonderful occasion for you. Yeah, that'll be huge. Yep, um, they're obviously going well, knocked off. Uh, north on the weekend and um, looks like they're, they're going well so uh, we're going to have to be at our best and and uh, but you're right it should be a big day hopefully we can get plenty of support there and mm. weather looks good so uh, no we're looking forward to it. Did you take some confidence from beating them twice this year but particularly the second time at the Bay on the holiday Monday was probably your complete best complete performance for the season wasn't it? Yeah definitely as a yeah looking back on that um, a real solid four quarter effort and and one we'll take plenty of confidence from. So, um, yeah, we'll look back, look back at that and, and have a look what we did and what worked against them last time. Um, yeah, but each week's different. It's uh, such an even comp, as you've seen this year. Um, so, yeah, you really got to get it together on the day to to make sure we're a good chance. But, um, yeah, we'll be looking for something similar to that for sure. Does the evenness of the competition excite you as well in the other respect? Because um, it's so it feels wide open and that this year's premiership's anyone's to win and basically whoever brings it on the day will get there. Yeah, that's right. No, we're just talking after the Centrals game in the weekend that evens, yeah, Westies, Centrals, yeah. who have been ninth and 10th, they've mm. given teams a run this year and, and it's probably the most even comp I've played in um, during my time. So, uh, yeah, finals sort of first to fifth, um, anyone's, yeah, anyone's flag to win, I think. It's, um, like you said, just whoever can get it together the next few weeks and, and string a few wins. Um together in a row so uh, yeah we, we certainly think we've got the, the team to do it and the depth to do it um, yeah we're just going to have to start playing some really good footy in the next couple of weeks and, and see how we go uh, Let's wind the clock back um, Kybe Bowlight Footy Club that's where it all started for you the Tigers That is yes yeah that was uh, 
That was Dad's local club. They, uh, his parents grew up in Kaibe, um, and yeah, Dad played there um, in juniors and came up through there and, and loved his time. And uh, and then yeah, when I was old enough to get into it, I, I headed out there. It's only we lived in Narracourt, um, so mm-hmm. fifteen minute drive out to Kaibe. So you get in the car with mum and dad at seven o'clock in the morning and kick the dew off at the in the junior colts at yep. at eight o'clock. And um, no, I loved my couple of years there. It was yeah, it was fantastic. It was a good sort of community feel and uh, had some great mates playing there as well. So. Um, yeah, that's where it all started. And some of those great mates are very familiar names to people across Australia, aren't they? Lockie Neal, obviously, Brownlow medalist. Um, you played a bit of footy with him, but also Jack Trengove too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, played a bit more with Jack. He was uh, he's yeah, same age as me, mm-hmm. uh, but lucky enough to play a bit with Lockie as well. And uh, yeah, it's funny how we yeah small, very small town mm. community can um, has produced some yeah a couple of great footballers in Lockie and Jack and. Uh, yeah, it was. I guess you don't really realise how good those blokes are until they get to the city or um, or develop in an AFL career like they have. So, yeah, looking back on it, um, it was a great team we had, and we were that team uh, that I finished up in uh, won the won the premiership that year, and okay. we had a, yeah, a really strong group. So um, it's good fun. Do you remember what it was like to play with those guys? Mm. Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, Jack was just a freak from an early age. Like mm. He was, as you've seen with his sister Jess, just a great yep. endurance runner. So mm-hmm. he won all the running events down there and just a natural with footy, found the footy so easy. Um, so you could tell he was going on to, to bigger and better things. And then Lockie was always sort of four foot, four foot nothing and, yeah. and, uh, and on the smaller side, but um, just, yeah, just a little bull terrier. Like <laughs> he just loved, yeah, loved finding the footy and, uh, I remember playing against against him when he came up to, to Adelaide when he went to St. Peter's and I was at Westminster and we played mm-hmm. some school footy and it was just annoying because he'd be the smallest <laughs> bloke out there but he'd always be the bottom of the pack and yeah. you could never stop him. So mm. you see that at AFL level now, he's just a ball, ball magnet. So, um, yeah, two great players. What about you though? How did you go at Kybe? Yeah, I scraped through. Yeah. I, I uh, tried to get a kick. I'd, my first memories are sort of because uh, my uncle Phil was coaching in my first year down mm-hmm. there and uh, he sort of, oh, I, can't, I think I might have started forward maybe and, and didn't really take to it too well. And so he put me put me down back and uh, I think, oh, yeah, I really love my footy down there and okay. took some confidence from that and then moved into the midfield as a as a kid. And, um, and yeah, no, I loved it. It was, uh, no, it was great fun. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just been, it's a whole day back in the, the country yeah. days. You get there at 8 and you leave at 8 p.m. Yeah. after watching the A grade and uh, hang around the club. So, no, it's great memories. Uh, your dad obviously um, progressed from Kybe up here to Glenelg and played for the Glenelg Footy Club, and it became a bit of a family thing as well. Was that something that, because of your dad's involvement, you always wanted to play for the Bays too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, dad's dad's pretty sort of quietly spoken and humble, and didn't really lead on too much no. when I was back at Narracourt. So I certainly knew uh, knew Glenelg was a um, a bit of a thing and. Uh, that dad had some connection to him, but it probably wasn't until he moved to Adelaide that I really understood what he'd um, done, what he'd done <laughs> and, and his brother Phil being there as well. So, mm. yeah, as um, once I got to, up to Adelaide and started playing some 13s and 14s at Glenelg that I really um, sort of fell in love with the place and, and got a real connection with it and um, and I've loved it ever since. But, um, yeah, it's great just hearing stories about dad. And and he, he was pretty young when he left. He went back to Narracourt at sort of 21, 22 and got a, uh, once he got a teaching job down there. So mm-hmm. he, um, but he chalked up sort of 60 or so games yeah. by that age. And, and uh, yeah, he sort of thinks if he had his time again, he, what'd he do? And Might if have he stayed, yeah, mm. he could have stayed. And, and um, 
and yeah, seen how far it could, could have gone. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think he regrets uh, heading back home and being with the family. It's interesting on Twitter at the moment. There's a Twitter account which um, is replaying the 1979 um, Sandville season week by week, and it pictures uh, the budget each week. And uh, each week they list the Glenelg side, and yep. there's David Bradley there, He's in there. just yeah. about every week, so <laughs> yep. holding his spot down. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I yeah. think he's is fairly reliable. I mean, he come mm. off a off a back flank or something like that, and and uh, and did his thing. But um, yeah. yeah, I think those yeah late seventies really started to. Cement a spot and, and um, be a consistent player. And when did you um, st- actually make the journey to live down in Adelaide permanently? Um, and, and what was that like for you in making that decision? Yeah, we moved down in uh, 2005. So I was going into year eight, um, starting high school, and mum and dad were both high school teachers in Narracourt. So I don't okay. think they were too keen to teach me. So they thought <laughs> once, uh, once I hit high school age, um, I make a choice and either probably send me up to boarding school or, or everyone will move up and mm-hmm. and um, and settle in Adelaide. So I think it was more just a, an opportunity um, for us, for us kids to to uh, yeah develop our schooling and sport and, and have a few more opportunities that way. Um, but yeah, loved our time in Arrowcourt and it was the best spot mm. to grow up. And then uh, as you get a bit older, um, I guess yeah, opportunities are a little bit limited in the country. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, I love love the transition up. It was probably a bit daunting initially because mm. you you leave friends and um, that sort of thing at a young age. But yeah, I was fortunate enough to know a few people at, at Westminster where I started going to school and um, I had some good support there as well. So yeah, it was, it was an easy transition in the end. And you came up through the grades at Brighton Road and ended up uh, captaining an under eighteen premiership in. I think it was 2009. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't actually captain that team. It's a okay. bit of a, uh, a, few people put, <laughs> okay. a few people have put that on me, which I'll take it. But um, <laughs> no, nah, so I'm pretty sure Sam Benning was the captain back then. Set the he, record straight. Yeah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> Look after Sam. Um, but yeah, I moved up through the through the juniors, played sort of every year um, from under 13s, and and uh, and then yeah, ended up in under 18s in yeah, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a had a good team then. Ian Cox was coaching yep. and. And, uh, and yeah, I think we beat Port, if my memory is correct, um, back at the old Amy Stadium. Mm. And, and, uh, and, yeah, we had a great team there. We had a, a good combination of college kids and local kids. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and yeah, it was, yeah, it was a great year. Could have been forgiven for thinking it would just roll on into league footy, I guess. And I get that didn't happen. <laughs> nah, we think it's, yeah, I guess you're, we're quite successful all the way through juniors and you, and you, you don't know any other way. You just assume mm. it's going to... Going to keep going. Um, the team I came into was still decent. We had, yeah, Mark Micken there and, and they had a decent group together. And I think we finished maybe third or fourth in my first year um, mm-hmm. and then made finals again the year after. So I was sort of thinking uh, the success could continue and, and we'd stay around the top. But then, yeah, obviously you get a bit of bit of turnover with um, with players and, and coaches and, and things start to rebuild a little bit. That's when it got, yeah. got a bit harder. Those hard times, how low did it go for you and, and what made you stick around at the footy club? Yeah, it was hard. It was pretty, yeah, I guess I had the benefit of youth on my side then and mm. um, being only sort of 21, 22, I was still pretty optimistic and and uh, didn't look back too much. So I think, yeah, the first maybe 2012, 13, uh, weren't great years for the club. Um, even 2014, I think we had a couple of wooden spoons in a row and, uh, yeah, it was hard. It was... Um, we had a yeah, big player turnover and all of a sudden I found myself uh, probably one of the older ones at age sort of 22 or 23 mm. without a whole lot of experience around and um, there's a few in the same boat with Chris Curran and 
and Priyadi and Matt Snook and, and Ags and those sort of players that we sort of had to, um, yeah, really knuckle, knuckle down and try and do do what we could. Um, and, yeah, I know, yeah, we had uh, offers from other clubs or people talk to you and try and mm. get you out of there because, yeah, uh, it's pretty obvious that you're struggling. But um, we're all keen to stick together and, and try and fight through it. Um, and, yeah, it made sort of 2019 when we could win the premiership even sweeter because we'd, we'd done, yeah, some hard times and, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's all made it worthwhile. And yourself as skipper as well, um, did you feel that you perhaps even took on that role a little bit earlier than you would have ordinarily at another footy club maybe because yeah. of that? Or? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. I was. I think it's pretty obvious. I was one of the younger captains in the competition going to those captain's days. When you look mm. around, you're seeing um, oh, some of the names, oh, even like Steve Summerton, who's a, a tiny bit older than me. But yeah. Um, yeah, some old experienced captains there and you're sort of thinking – what am I doing here? This is, I'm uh, 22 and and uh, just jumping into it. But that's the way it was. I guess we had Ty mm. Allen still there at the time in 2014, which is, I was lucky enough to saddle up alongside and yep. and he taught me plenty. So, um, but yeah, it was just sort of learning on the fly and and doing your best and just trying to play well and and um, drag the boys along. But yeah, it was a lot of learning time. But mm. um, I certainly, uh, even though it was difficult, learned a lot from that. Um, and don't yeah, I don't regret it. I've yeah, I love the journey and mm. and quite often you learn more in those hard times than you do in the good times. So I wouldn't change it. Can be challenging to sort of knuckle down on a player who's older than you at yeah. times when you need to as a skipper. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, it was it was yeah, it was hard to find the balance because yeah, mm. um, yeah, you're trying to you're trying to I guess yeah develop your own captaincy style and what works for you and mm. um, yeah, but at the same time try and yeah, I guess keep things going in the right direction. But I was pretty fortunate. We um, the senior players we had were still yeah super supportive and and great for me. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah I love the time and it was um, I found I could have a good balance between sort of being um, demanding and and sort of ruthless on field, but still mm. maintaining connection with the with the boys. And then you were had the honour of being the first Glenelg captain to wear number five in honour of Super Carey. Yeah. What was that like for you? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I still remember the day that uh, I got a phone call saying this was a new tradition that was starting and and uh, had a good chat to Super and, and he was obviously all for it and, and I loved it. Um, yeah, so it's, Super's been, as you know, such a great at the club for, for so many years and he's given back so much. So, um yeah, it's a great tradition they've put in place there and I'm sure that'll sort of stay there forever. Yeah. And uh, tell us about your captaincy and I guess uh, the decision to um, step down um, 2019 in that premiership year and hand the reins to Chris Curran, one of your great mates. Um, how did that decision come about for you? Yeah, it was probably uh, off, off the back of a few years of injury and just not being able to get any real form and confidence in my body. And, and uh, yeah, I guess it probably snowballed from 2016 having having a collarbone that year and then broke the other collarbone in 2017 and had another operation at the end of 2017 so I went into to 2018 um off the back of no real pre-season and missed a, a few games to start the year and uh just felt different couldn't really get going um yeah couldn't really find my best form mm. and and lost yeah ability in myself um and you get the negative self-talk happening and and you find the challenge and and then, yeah, you lose. I probably lost my ability to lead on, off the back of that as well. Um, okay. And sort of came to a crossroads a little bit uh, and sort of half contemplated finishing up at the end of that year. Mm. And I was sort of, yeah, just thinking, 
a break from footy might be the best thing just Jeez. to just to find um yeah just to find some sort of mental clarity and and uh and get back to enjoying the game but I remember having a chat to to Mark Stone that year who had just come in um and I remember him saying sort of make make sure it's all worth it at the end of at the end of it so make sure the injuries and the hard times you can look back at it and say yeah it was worth doing um and I remember Sort of thinking, if I finish up now, I don't think it's really worth it because we we have made finals. Mm. Um, I hadn't played a finals game at that point, and I wasn't playing too well myself, so I would have regretted probably finishing then. So, so yeah, luckily continued on and uh, and had a great chat to Cuz uh, probably end of 2018. And just said, I don't think I'm going to captain next year, and um, and I thought, yeah, endorsed him and thought he'd be the best man for the job and. Mm. And he was great in that in that um, in that time because he had his own sh- fair share of injuries and understood what I was, what I was going through and and um, and he's a good sounding board for that. So yeah, he gave me a lot of confidence just to to focus on me for a bit and get back to um, to yeah getting my body right and then and trying to help the team just through playing playing well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, fortunately enough, I had a an injury free 2019 and mm. and got through that and and uh, and as we know, it ended well and. Um, and yeah, it was a, certainly a strange time, but um, yeah, it was it was the right call at the time just to, to yeah. get myself right and and try and have a good year there. And you certainly did. Um, what are your memories from the day itself in 2019? Uh, oh, so many good ones. Just <laughs> running out, um, forty thousand people there. It was yeah amazing because we'd obviously come yeah through the the uh, the finals, semi final, prelim. Uh, prelim, there's a, a decent crowd there, but it wasn't anything close to, mm. to what we had. So that was my first sort of first feeling was just running out, looking around and seeing a lot of black and gold, a lot of Glenelg support. Um, and then once the game started, it was, uh, yeah, it was all, all us really. We, we started well, um, Luke Reynolds kicking the first and just hearing the crowd roar and, and, uh, you get your goosebumps and all of that. So, um, felt confident throughout the whole game and, and didn't feel like um, we were, yeah, going to lose it at any, any point. So that was a nice sort of comfortable feeling. But, yeah, the siren goes. And and uh, I remember, I think Proudy was the closest bloke to me. So I just remember embracing him. And mm. and uh, then, yeah, you get everyone flood the ground. And, yeah, just hugging the twos, boys, coaches, everyone else. And then, uh, and then doing the lap at the end was, was super special because you can see um, whole generations of Glenelg supporters and how much it means and, uh, and tears from some of the older, older uh, men and women, and and yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was a magical day. And then you um, head back to the club, and and it's just a big party from there. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a great day. Did it dawn on the playing group leading in, like for obviously such a long premiership drought that was um, there to be broken, and I guess all of the grand final heartbreak from the Glenelg Footy Club, but prior to, how did you sort of go about dealing with that? Or yeah. was it was it enough? You didn't oh, broach it really. I guess it's an individual yeah. thing, but uh, I was certainly aware of it. But mm. we, um, I think, uh, the advantage of Stony coming in relatively fresh without a Glenelg background might have helped because he mm-hmm. he was just business. He um, he knew what needed to be done and just sort of prepared us super well. And and we we're fortunate enough to obviously um, finish top and get the extra chance. So once we lost to Port in that first final. Yeah. Um, we didn't. We knew we didn't play super well. I think we lost by maybe four points. Yeah. And, and thought if we get another crack at him, um, we'd be a good chance to to uh, put in a better effort and, and hopefully get a better result. So, I think once we got a, got through that the prelim against the Crows, um, I was personally confident we'd be able to beat him because we 
we uh, hadn't played anyone near our best the first time around and just thought if we can can put in a decent effort, then um, we'd be a good chance. So, uh, yeah, I think that feeling was, was fairly uh, consistent throughout the group and everyone was just super, um, I guess, tuned into what we had to do and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just couldn't wait for the day. And uh, speaking of can't wait for the day, you've got a special one Sunday, obviously coming in the 200th and being a final and you've got another chance to, who knows, maybe go all the way from fourth up to top. Yeah, yep. No, we're, yeah, we can't wait. It's, um, it's going to be a great occasion to get back onto Adelaide Oval um, and, yeah, hopefully put in a good effort. So, it's uh, yeah, it's, like we said, it's wide open. We, um, we know, yeah, we know Sturt are a good team. They're well coached and... Uh, well drilled, so we're just going to have to um, put in our best, best effort and and hopefully get get a bit of a roll from here and, and mm-hmm. see how much damage we can do. And uh, Jordana, uh, your partner, and also um, your children, Isabel and Ollie, going to make it along, no doubt. And yeah, they'll be there. What yep. about running out? Are you going to try and juggle both oh, of them? I'll, as try you run out, I'll try and get them both <laughs> in each arm. We'll see yep. how we go. Uh, yeah, Ollie's still fairly young, so he uh, mm. he'll uh, hopefully be alright. Izzy doesn't really sit still too well, so <laughs> we'll see how she goes. She might be trying to get on the ground and run around, but um, no, nah, it'll be a special day. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, and Jordana, obviously a footy player in her own right, and played for the Glenelg Footy Club too. Um, uh, how's she going with motherhood? And I, I suppose um, she might come back to it at some point. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, yeah, we've had a bit of a joke at home that um, she's she's trying to trying to get going for next preseason and see if she can make a comeback. But, uh, yeah, no, she's been uh, amazing the last couple of years. She's uh, not easy being a mum of, of two young kids and mm. um, particularly with me being out of the house a couple of nights a week mm. and putting a bit of demand on there. Um, but, no, I can't can't speak highly enough of her. She's uh, been the rock at home and, um, yeah, she's been so good. So, it's, uh, yeah, it'd be great if she can get back into the black yeah. and gold at some point. Um, good friend of her, yeah, Lexi Edwards is back coaching now and, mm-hmm. and uh, she sent her a cheeky message, I think, just to see if she could um, Ooh, to jump into the training space. squad and <laughs> get going. But, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. And outside of footy, exercise physiology. Tell us about that. Yeah, yep. So I, I came through uh, UniSA with a human movement degree and, and did a postgraduate in exercise science and... And that sort of led me down that path. So uh, currently working in the sort of adolescent, uh, young adult disability space and working with um, with yeah, children with a range of disabilities and just working on sort of uh, health and well-being and getting them fit, strong and um, mm. and that sort of thing. So no, I love it. I'm, I'm working through Adelaide Paediatrics, who are a great organisation to work with. And um, Jordana's there as well as an occupational therapist. So I've got a good um, good team going there. And uh, no, I love it. It's, um, yeah, good sort of Monday to Friday, um, and just takes you away from from uh, from footy life and home mm-hmm. life, and gives you a good outlet. Yeah, and I guess it's that sort of thing coupled with um, two young children and your family as to what all gets thrown into the mix in terms of making a decision as to how long you go on at the Glenelg Footy Club. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, yeah, as you know, it's a it's a challenging challenging demand. You get you're working working or studying. Um, and then, yeah, obviously kids the last couple of years has made that even harder. So, uh, yeah, I've loved, loved, the, loved the balancing act and, and trying to find the right mix. And the footy club's been great for me this year and give me, uh, they give me a night off a week, which has been, mm. been, uh, made it easier to manage things and, okay. and that sort of thing. But, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. Um, certainly got getting harder, but yeah, hopefully we can finish the year off well and, and I can make a call then. Excellent. Thanks for your time, Braddles. No worries, Zach. Cheers. Harry, how are you going? 
Very good, thank you. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure. Great to have you on board, Checkside Chats. Um, exciting week for you, isn't it? Uh, qualifying final against Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, it's super exciting. Uh, we had training last night and boys are really keen for a very yeah, exciting opportunity on Adelaide Oval. Did you get on Adelaide Oval or not this week? Or uh, no, okay. uh, no yeah. it's not available, unfortunately. Due but... to the Wallabies, I, I um, guess so. Yeah, it could be the could yeah. be the case. I just uh, <laughs> I just checked the uh, the schedule and uh, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, and of course you played there last year, um, two finals. So um, no doubt itching to get back on such a nice deck. Yeah, it was very exciting. It was, to be honest, I think when we trained there the night before, uh, sorry the. Thursday before our first final, it was the first time I'd ever been to Adelaide Oval. Mm, so, wow. um, it was pretty pretty exciting to play on it twice, and unfortunately, we didn't get a win win there, so we're, we're very keen to uh, resur- kind of change that uh, result. Yeah, of course. So, you lost both finals last year and out um, pretty quickly, but um, certainly weren't disgraced in either of them, and particularly the first one, the qualifying, um, got so close to the Eagles, who ended up going on to win the flag. Has there been a bit of talk and a bit of reflection as to, I guess, how close you were last year? To be perfectly honest, not really, based on the fact that our, our list has changed a lot from there. So I wouldn't be able to name the yeah. amount of players. Well, there's so many. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's not a massive amount of reflection. I'm sure, I think, in the back of our minds, there's that optimism that we know our, our game style can go really well in finals, even though we didn't win. I thought... At Woodville game, yeah, we we were really close and a few things went our way. We could have won that game. And probably against South Adelaide, we were disappointed with the way we played and, and credit to South Adelaide for, for playing a really good game. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Eagles won in particular, um, I guess, having seen them go on to win the flag, you sort of know that um, you get everything right on the day, how it can just suddenly turn for you and go in an upward trajectory. Yeah, for sure. It's um, like you've got to look at all the sides in, in the mm-hmm. five that anyone can win it on their day. So um, look, we just take it obviously the first week. If we can win that, we put, in, put ourselves in a great, mm-hmm. in a great position. So um, yeah, there's, there's no doubt there's optimism there. You mentioned the personnel changes. In many respects, you've done a really good job as a footy club to get back to where you were this time last year because usually with that much transition and be very difficult to sort of, I guess, get used to um, Twig's game style and, and the way and new teammates and the like. But um, you've got there in the end after that slow sort of two and four start. Yeah, look, going into pre-season, there was a lot of talk externally about, oh, we've lost all these players. But I think we knew deep down the, the new group of leaders that were starting to take over. And it's no disrespect to the players that, that did move on. But um, like your Jacob Cannellys, Nick Roker, um, those sort of blokes in the midfield, uh, mm-hmm. Declan Hamilton, um, we're starting to, to lead the, the group forward. So mm. when obviously a few blokes retired and they had great careers, but we knew that we had a good young group there and also we just added with players like Jay Rantel, um, who else? It's like Connor McLean stepped yep. up in his role. Mm. Um, uh, ben Jarvis, those blokes have really kind of made a, a good young group that is exciting. The competition seems so open this year too, like anyone can win it. Obviously, North Adelaide just got the nod with the minor premiership on the weekend and you've obviously beaten them this year and anyone can beat anyone on their day. That must be really exciting too. Yeah, definitely. And look, we learned that on the weekend. We obviously yeah. went down to, to West by a point, which was was disappointing and a really good wake-up call for us that you're five, five ten percent 10% off, mm. any club can beat you. And it also gives you a lot of confidence that, I guess 
we can beat anyone ourselves. And yep. if we, we come with the right mindset, the right attitude that, um, yeah, the kind of, there's no, there's no limit on the ceiling. How's your body going? You've carried a pretty big workload this year. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's been really good. It's, um, really enjoyed it. And I guess just preparing week to week and, um, yeah, doing your best to, to get yourself up and yeah, no, it's, it's been good. Hard to believe you recruited to the parade as a key defender. Yeah, it was um, it was a bit interesting. It kind of, I guess the whole the whole process came out of the blue a little bit, and um, I had spent time in um, a lot of different positions, but I felt at that stage I played my best footy as a key defender, especially mm. in the VFL. So yeah, um, yeah it was it was interesting. How <laughs> and it then, worked out. But then when you first started, it would it seemed like they were trying to settle you down as a key forward, if anything. Yeah, it was just kind of, I think that's where our opportunity was at the time. Mm. Um, Had Campbell pretty set at fullback. Um, (laughs) Jack Hurd was was starting to emerge. And I think, yeah, the best opportunity for me to play senior footy was was as a key forward and and kind of uh, backing up Michael Knoll when when he had a rest. And speaking of Michael Knoll, obviously retired at the end of last year. And um, you mentioned some of the external noise that was made about personnel changes all around. I know Twig refers to it a fair bit about Nordhat didn't have a Ruckman, no one, but he sort of, I guess, silently knew he had you up his sleeve all along. Yeah, look, at the the kind of the noise wasn't lost on me. I <laughs> definitely uh, saw a lot of it and um, didn't, definitely motivated me over the mm. preseason. And I had confidence in myself that I could really take the role and, and do a good job. So yeah. um, I think the likes of Declan Hamilton and Nick Rucker heard me complain a fair few, <laughs> fair bit about those comments. So, yeah. um, you know, it's been... Nice to kind of uh, play some good footy and yeah. prove those people wrong. What gave you that confidence, Harry? Um, I think the way I was starting to perform towards the back end of last year, um, I felt like I was starting to kind of grow into the role and then um, I guess just getting getting fit, getting body right and, um, and yeah, just time at the level as well. What do you enjoy about the role? Right. Just at the ball. Yeah. You're there. You've got yep. plenty of opportunities. If you lose a contest, it's the next one. Mm. And you get plenty of them as a key forward. Sometimes <laughs> you can be uh, you can be waiting 20 minutes for, for your next opportunity. But as a ruckman, it's just next yep. contest, next contest, next contest. And you've uh, been really proficient at the clearances as well. So almost like that extra mid when the ball does hit the deck. And uh, Matty Nunn warned me today not to stir you up too much about being called an extra mid because he said you'd get too far ahead of yourself. <laughs> oh, I guess it's just hit the ball and then go grab it. Sometimes uh, I think we overcomplicate roles a little bit. And mm. um, if my midfielders feel like I'm doing a good job and using my, my body as a strength for them and trying to get my hands on it, I think that's a good thing for Norwood. And we saw the last time you played Adelaide at the parade, um, uh, Twig had you almost as a secondary on bowler because Luke Sermon was taking the initial ruck tap and you were starting in that centre square and then as soon as the ball had cleared, you'd sort of take the ruck duty from there and Sermon would go forward. Um, is that something we might see again on Sunday? Look, I don't know yet. You'll have to kind of wait and see, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, it was just a, a tactic we used, again, to try to use my big body as a midfielder mm. and um, use Sermon's uh, leap and athleticism in there as well. And, yeah, we felt like that could be could be a tactic. How did you like it? Was it feel weird for you almost? Or? Oh, it definitely felt weird. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I think, um, I think when, I, when I called my parents after training and kind of explained what I was doing, I think yeah. mum and dad were a bit like, oh, wait, can you explain that again for us? Yeah. But, um, no, I... I Really enjoyed it. And I think once you got the, the first couple out of the way, it just it felt pretty natural and just 
Yeah. I guess it's just another free situation. Because I reckon I remember reading somewhere that you were standing Jimmy Rowe at one of the stoppages or something. Yeah, he's pretty quick, yeah, pretty, yeah, quick but <laughs> you tower over him naturally. Yeah, it was a, it was a different matchup. It wasn't yeah. uh, the normal one, but um, yeah, no, he's he's quick and definitely gave me a, a bit of a challenge. But um, yeah, I guess just enjoyed the role and mm. yeah. So you're not a South Australian. We won't hold that against you, but uh, we you did on that uh, beautiful red cherished Guernsey this year and had a fantastic win with the West End State team. But um, just for the listeners' benefit, um, tell us where you grew up over in country Victoria and, and how footy started for you. Yeah, so I grew up in, uh, in Shepparton, so about two hours uh, north northeast of Melbourne. And um, yeah, just grew up in a, in a pretty uh, footy-loving family. Uh, Dad's a mad Richmond supporter, mum's a mad Collingwood supporter and just... No. Kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, just love footy. I played pretty much every sport I possibly could and then was fortunate, well, after kind of playing footy at the Shepparton Football Club, went through the Murray Bush Rangers program mm-hmm. as an under-18. And then um, moved down to Melbourne, spent a couple of years with um, the uh, Werribee Football Club in the VFL mm-hmm. and then spent a full full year at, at Shepparton um, and then year off with COVID and ended up in South Australia after that. Yeah. And at Werribee was where you were saying you were playing predominantly as a key back? Or? Yeah, for the, for the most part, I definitely got kind of thrown around, especially as a young tall. Mm. Um, it's a little bit of where can you find your spot and where, yeah. where what's available. And um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to play alongside Sam Collins. So now at oh, Gold yeah. Coast and he was um, fantastic for me in the amount I've learnt off him, but um, definitely had some good opportunities, opportunities there. What was it like moving from... Shepherd into Melbourne as a fairly young fella. It happened pretty quickly. So I finished year 12 and um, was kind of spending three, four days kind of pre-season training at Werribee. Eventually got a place in, in Ascot Vale, a suburb in Melbourne, and um, quickly realised that, yeah, I'd, I'd moved away pretty <laughs> yeah. much. And, um, yeah, then uni started the next year. And, um, yeah, my, my housemate, Louis Pinnock, one of the Werribee boys, we, <laughs> yeah, quickly were pinching ourselves that were – Living a long way from home. Yeah, and uh, in a very different environment. Any stories of getting lost or um, traffic-wise or late for training? Or... Um, there was a few cases. Definitely driving out to Werribee was a bit of a challenge from Ascot Vale. There was a mm. few times where traffic was uh, chaotic and spent <laughs> hours. Uh, the driver would uh, try to be concentrated and the other one would be falling asleep in the uh, passenger, passenger spot. But, mm. um, yeah, there was definitely some kind of eventful times as an 18-year-old moving moving out of home. Definitely. A bit different here in Adelaide, isn't it? Very different. Uh, I think our peak hour lasts 15 minutes, doesn't it? Yes, I wouldn't even say, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't even say peak hour is peak hour. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I've, I've really enjoyed moving over to, to Adelaide. The, just the, the simplicity of the town, um, even just the people. I find it very very nice that people just say, um, thanks to the bus driver, just little yeah. things. Okay. Where it is very much like a country town yeah. and... Um, yeah, people are very proud of where they live and, and proud mm. of the state. Ah, cool. And 2018 was a pretty special year for you over in Shepparton, playing in a premiership uh, with your Nord teammate, Nick Rokar. Tell us about that because you, you weren't really expected to win that day from Yeah, what no. I've heard. We, um, we versed Kybram in the, uh, the GV um, grand final, Golden Valley League. And um, yeah, they had won 62 games in a row, <sighs> which was a fair probably about eight of those were against us as well. So mm. we reversed them the year before in the grand final. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we knocked them off 63 to 61 by two points. And okay. uh, they hit the post with 30 seconds to go. Oh, wow. Literally, if you put a 
kind of make a movie about it, people will probably say it's a bit far-fetched. But, yeah, yeah it was an unbelievable day. And, yeah, Nick Roker was, was one of my teammates that day and he had an unbelievable year. He won the, won the Morrison medal, won the league mm-hmm. medal that year, won the best player in the finals. And, um, mm. yeah, look, we've, we've seen him kind of grow as a player over here. and mm, Have we ever? Yeah, it's been fantastic. And um, so Nord fans have got him to thank for your recruitment as well, I understand? Yeah, we just kind of, at the end of COVID, I didn't really know what I was going to do with my footy. Um, and originally I asked him to play up in Darwin, um, up there, but I had, uh, kind of injured myself training for a marathon, believe it or not. Oh, right. Um, I was a bit bored in, in COVID and then my yeah. knee wasn't quite right. And then I guess we, we got chatting about Norwood and, um, kind of what that was like and yeah, mm-hmm. um, soon enough, Mark Ross was calling me and mm-hmm. then, um, they appointed, appointed Twig, Jade Rollins, yep. uh, pretty Pretty soon after that, he was mm-hmm. on the phone, his big, deep voice called <laughs> through, and um, yeah, I ended up over in Adelaide. Here we are. I was going to ask you about the COVID year. It must have been incredibly challenging for you, because here in South Australia, we certainly didn't go through what um, the Victorians went through in terms of lockdowns and the like, and no football being played, um, and hence that pushed you towards trying a marathon. Yeah, I did a, a lot of different kind of training things. Mm. Um, kind of had a home gym set up and then got bored of that. So it was, yeah. was out running and it's the only way to get out of the house. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, that no, was an extremely challenging year. And I think a lot of people in Victoria say that, yeah, that the time they spent in home, they definitely learned a lot about themselves. Mm. And um, yeah, I kind of was getting to a stage where I wasn't enjoying football probably at the start of 2020. Okay. But definitely by the end, I kind of re, re-found my love for the game. And um, since then, I've really enjoyed it. What sparked that love? I think I realised um, what I enjoyed about the game. So probably after spending a lot of kind of years through through junior programs, elite programs, and through the VFL, I probably had a lot of pressure on myself and things like that. And then mm. kind of being able to step away from that for a year, I realised what yeah what I did enjoy and what I didn't yeah. enjoy, and was able to kind of go in with a new mindset, which I think has benefited me both off the field and on the field. Yeah, most definitely. And certainly, yeah, your form is showing that at the moment. Um, we touched on the state game. That must have been a wonderful experience for you. And once again, got to share it with Rokes. Yeah, it was um, a great experience. Look, I guess growing up in, in, in Shepparton in country yeah. Victoria, never it wasn't the dream to play in yeah. the, the South Australian Guernsey, but definitely um, from the league itself and um, the people that spoke to us, um, we learned very quickly what, what it meant to be a South Australian footballer and to, to mm. wear that to wear that jumper and it was a, a great honour. It was I was pinching myself. I think I said it before, just just at training. I was yeah. the fact that people knew my name. I was pretty <laughs> pretty humbled. And then yeah. to run out with them over in Perth was just um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. High standard game, quick, mm. very very quick. quick. Yeah, um, it's the way the sand gropers like to play. Yeah, it was um, just fast. So no, I, I really enjoyed the challenge and I, I felt like I worked into the game. Um, which was pleasing, and obviously to yep. to get a win over there. I think that's the the main thing we go over yeah. there for. So I don't, I don't think the, after the game, no one really worried about who who had as many kicks, marks, and handballs no. as we won. And uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people happy around the group. Have you spoken? Because I know Michael Knowles still at the Nord Footy Club as the under eighteen coach. Uh, have you asked him about what happened to him after he won the? Not that you did win the Foss Williams medal, but um, yeah, what came of that after um, his state game in 2019? Yeah, he definitely uh, reminded me just before the uh, the game that uh, what he had done, and mm. uh, you know, he's a, he's a fantastic yeah. man, Nolsey, and um, he's a pleasure yeah. to have around the football club. 
but then he went and got uh, taken in the mid-season draft. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, have you had much AFL interest? Because we've seen from that game guys like Will Snelling, John Noble, Michael Knoll, these sort of guys get picked up. And, yeah, obviously Josh Carmichael's another one. Yeah, and Joe Menzies as well. Yeah, that was the yeah other one that, of course. That played at Zach Williams. Yes. So a few of the boys. But um, not me personally. I've no. just, just enjoyed going about my, my business and playing for Norwood. So yeah. um, that's... Kind of, I guess I've got a lot of things going on in my life. And yeah. It's definitely not something that, that consumes me or yeah, takes sure. up too much time for me. So, yeah, nah, um, no no conversation. So yeah. I'll be at Norwood next year. I'm sure Legs fans will love hearing that, as will Twig, that's for sure. Um, what other things going on in your life outside of footy? Um, so the main thing is I'm studying physiotherapy at the mm. University of Adelaide. So um, had finished a, a science degree at um, the University of Melbourne and then kind of... Um, Stuck in limbo a little bit, trying to get into physio. It's always uh, what I knew I wanted to do. Okay. So, got in at the start of the year. So, kind of, it's funny as a, as a 24 year old um, in class with a lot of yeah. 18, 19 year olds, which yep. is a bit bit of a, uh, <laughs> a funny experience at times. But um, that's the main thing. But also have a few other little jobs. Do a bit of coaching. Coach the under 14 team at Norwood. Okay. Um, a little bit of personal training work. Mm-hmm. Have a little hydrotherapy job and a bit of involvement with the Michael Ash Academy as oh, well. Okay, yeah. So there's a, a few just yeah, little plenty little going on. Yeah, that's no, it's a busy life. I enjoy it. Oh, terrific. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming on Checkside Chats and wishing you all the best for the qualifying final against Adelaide um, at the Adelaide Oval on Sunday. Thanks, Zach. Thanks very much. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Checkside Chats. We look forward to you joining us again in a fortnight. Until then, don't forget to log on to the Sanford website and social media channels for all of the best South Australian footy content.